the City Hill podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. So today we're going to finish our 11-week series. It's been 11 weeks going through Mark's Gospel, Chapter 1. People tell me, don't do it. Your, your, your church will hate you. But um, I've had fun, if you haven't. Tough. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're on the last week now. Nothing I can do about it. Can't cancel it early. Um, so we're on Mark, Chapter 1, verses 40 to 45. I'm just going to read through and then share a couple really simple, simple thoughts. And a leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, compassion, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer your cleansing for what what Moses commanded, for proof to them. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town but was out in the desolate places and people were coming to him from every quarter. They're coming from all over the nation. So I think this is one of my favorite stories. I absolutely love it because it's a leper. I think sometimes when we look at that, I think we miss a lot of the context from it. We'd see it as, we just think straight away like, oh, this is someone who's sick. And so because they're sick, they want to be healing, healed. Um, we think maybe if you've grown up in like Pentecostal charismatic churches, you've seen loads of healing crusades, you've seen on TV. Um, some of them have been amazing, amazing things happened. Others, you've had phony guys with earpieces in um, or people paid to fake miracles and stuff like that. And it's just absolutely devastating that stuff happens. But, you know, hey, it does. So no point avoiding it. And so we look at this, this particular moment and we can see like, oh, this is a medical situation. This is a guy who needs physical healing because there's no other alternatives to him. But actually there's so much more associated with this guy's world than just like a skin condition. This isn't a guy who's just got like a bad skin condition. Uh, obviously it's a treatable one today, but in their world it wasn't treatable. It's like, that's it, you got that, parts of your body are gonna start falling off. This is gonna absolutely suck for you. But it was way worse than that because other people could catch a disease. Other people could catch leprosy from being around you. So what ended up happening was you end up having colonies of lepers kind of living together away from everybody else. And these people would be forced to go down the street with a bell attached so that you knew that they were coming and you could disperse and move out of their way. So if you've been a leper for a number of years, you wouldn't have known the touch of another human being. Like you wouldn't have had a hug like, you say, that, you say that now, like, you wouldn't have a hug, and you think, like, oh, so what? But when the years go by, and no one's hugged you, no one's shaking your hand, everyone else is greeting each other with shaking hands, but no one's shaking your hand, no, one, no one's touching you, no one's spending time with you, people are distancing themselves, that as you move down the street, everyone moves away. When you think that is your life, and there's never a cure to this, and you're going to watch pieces of your body fall away, I mean, it's a tra- traumatic experience kind of beyond our, I, I imagine all of our comprehension. I don't think any of us have been through something quite as traumatic and as isolating as that today. We can look at inequality in our world and we can look at a lot of different issues. We can look at um, gender equality because women in a lot of countries um, don't have the same, even in this country, women don't get the same pay. I mean, people today still criticize different kind of like religious views 
and spectrums on different topics and say how backwards it is, but we can't pay women the same wage in England for the same job. And it's like, man, settle, like take a look in the mirror. So women have their issues. Then we've got sexuality. We've got people with their identity as well. Like, not just with transgender and, um, I love the Bruce Jenner story. I personally love it because I feel like, if I was ever gonna do something and say something about it, I'd always say, Bruce finally stopped running. You know, his whole life he was running and now he stopped running from who he believes he is and he's, he's now comfortable in his own skin for once. Like maybe that's why he beat everyone so badly. <laughs> he wasn't just running from them, he was trying to beat himself in that race. Um, we've got all sorts of people from different backgrounds and ways of looking at things. We've got people who are, who are binary, which when it gets into that realm, you start to blow my mind. And there's, there's more recent things that people are exploring that I haven't got my head around yet. And one day I, I will do. But we have different people groups who feel isolated and who can feel mistreated and feel alone. And I think they can identify with this story because this man came to him, imploring him and kneeling at his feet. Like when you start kneeling at someone's feet, I mean, we see kneeling and I think the picture we get in our head, it's kind of like a, like a soft kind of, I guess, cause we kneel to propose, you know what I mean? But I just see a man in desperation on his knees, like weeping, begging, you know what I mean? If you will, you can make me clean. And this is, this is the problem and this is the question. And if you haven't asked this question, you will ask this question. Because if you've ever at any stage in your life believed in God, this is the question that everyone has. If you will, you can make me clean. No one ever believes in God thinking God can't do something. That's never anyone's problem. No one ever goes like, I'm sick, can God heal me? That's never the question. The question is always, will, will, will you do this for me? This depression that I'm in, will you help pull me out? This sickness, this anxiety, this, this relationship, this abuse, this torment, whatever the situation we're in, the question is never, can you do this for me, God? If you believe in him, it's, will you? Now for this man, it's a huge, huge question because actually for him, he should be marginalized and kept away. And actually, if you look to the religious codes and practices of Moses, which Jesus even brings him back around to later on, is in, hey, stick with that, you know, you need to go and show people according to Moses' law, that you're clean now so you can reintegrate back into society, that you can become back with everyone. You need to do that because otherwise no one's going to accept you still. So that's why Jesus focuses on that. But with the law of Moses, there's reason for society to not touch him and to not have anything to do with him. It's in the law. And you know what? People today make ideas and reasons and treat people and will use things within the Bible to abuse and to keep someone at bay. And with a leper more than anyone I can think of, there is reason to keep them at bay. Because people that we stigmatize today, touching them really isn't gonna hurt us. Let's be real. If I give an immigrant a hug, you know what I mean? Immigrants are to blame for everything in this country, aren't they? You know what I mean? If I, if I hug someone who's different to me, nothing's really gonna happen to me. You hug this man, you'll be joining him on the colony. Do you know what I mean? It's a world-changing moment. It's a life-changing moment. If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand. The first thing Jesus does is he doesn't say anything. 
He doesn't speak at him from a distance. He sees his situation, he sees his hurt, he sees his pain, he sees his struggle, and he touches him. Moved with pity, moved with compassion, he stretched out his hand and he touched him. At this moment, for any of the disciples watching, this is the moment where Jesus becomes unclean according to their law. And for Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, Jesus has to be clean. Like, he can't have sin, he can't, have, he can't be without blemish, he can't have anything wrong with him. So in this moment, it's kind of a moment for the disciples to watch him stretching out his hand. You might have had one or two of them in slow motion going, no. You might have had Peter, if Peter cut a centurion's ear off in the Garden of Gethsemane, I could see him diving to block that. You know what I mean? It'd been like one of those sports replays in American football. You've got to take the guy out and like, boom. And he reached out and he touched him and he said, I will. I will. When she says, I will, like when we look in the original language, this, is, this text is written in, it's Greek, it's kind of like, um, it's my desire, it's my passion, it's my very nature, it's a part of me, it's inseparable, this is, this is who I am. And then he says, be clean. So the first thing he does is he touches him to identify with him in a way he should never do. The second thing he does is he lets him know that this is completely a part of my nature, this is completely my identity, and this is everything that I'm wrapped up in. Which I love because when Moses says, to God at the burning bush says, who do I say sent me? Like, people don't know your name. God says, I am who I am. And theologians say that that's all about um, God saying, my nature is unchanging. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But actually, the rabbis say that God is saying, I'm revealing my nature to you by my actions. So in this moment, Jesus reveals his nature to him by his actions and touches him, and then says to him, this is an inseparable part of who I am. This is what I'm about. I am about that life. And then he says, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once. And he said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone. Go show yourself to the priest and offer your cleansing that Moses commanded for your proof to them. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and spread the news. Jesus could no longer move around the town. And now he was having to go out into some dead ends and people were moving out to him to hear him in some next places. I love this passage purely because that's the question that I've asked at different stages in my life. That's been my question. That was my question when I was a little boy and I'd been bullied for like five years everywhere I went. Uh, private school that my parents paid for when I was little. Um, church. So I grew up in, there was one kid older than me that used to beat me up most Sundays. And then I got being secure. And then when I was hanging out with the kids on my street, they started to pick up on that and then they started doing it. And then it was like everywhere I went. And then I remember my granddad dying and at the funeral, there were family members that were not too nice and accused me of not loving him and stuff. And as a kid, I remember just falling apart. And I remember one night crying in my bed, crying myself to sleep. And I was just going, God, I've heard in church that you love me. I could do some love right now. And my question wasn't like, could he? But it's will he? And I remember feeling God's presence. It was like this warmth around me, me and me where I was. And then I can think of other times in my life where, as a man, I was suicidal when he met me. And then, you know what? Yesterday, I had a moment, I think it was yesterday, when Eden was talking about some stuff, and I said to her, me and Jodie were talking, actually, about death and someone dying or something. And then Eden goes, I don't want people to die. And then I've gone, Eden, people die. She says, I don't want it. And I said to her, you know, I always say to you, be nice to granddad, as in grandma, granddad, my dad, because my dad's 80. I go, granddad will die soon, he's old. 
And she goes, I don't want gran- grandma and granddad to die. I don't want grandma and granddad to die. And then I st- stood there and then we were talking about it. And then she goes out the room with Jody, and then I just started crying. I started crying because there's something amazingly powerful and sacred about parents that what dawned on me with looking at this passage and thinking about this all week was actually my parents can hear anything that I've done. I've told my parents the most messed up, disgusting things about myself, and my parents have still been able to look at me with the same two eyes. You know what it is? You know when you tell someone about yourself, something deep and dark, that you just don't want to tell anyone, and then their eyes change. The way they look at you changes. Their body means everything changes. And then it dawned on me that you know what, in a couple years time, these two people whose eyes have never changed, I've been very blessed, and I appreciate that some people, that's not gonna be their story, but it's my story. Their eyes have never changed towards me, and I realized the clock is ticking on how long I'm gonna have a dad whose eyes are gonna be able to look at me like that. Knowing who I am, knowing what I've done, and that's gonna be gone. And it hit me, wow. But then I started to realize the comfort in who God and who Jesus is. That how no one else in that whole nation would have looked at this man as he kneeled down and begged in that way, been filled with compassion and then touched him and met him where he is. And if we think about who Jesus is, the Bible says, while we were still sinners, Christ loved us and died on the cross for our sin. And the Bible says that all are sinners. It's not a select group. It's not a minority. It's not a particular people. It's all. Which means he reaches out and he touches all. And he meets with all. And he loves all. And he heals all. And he cleanses all. And then it dawns on me that in Christ I will always have someone, no matter how anyone else sees me, that can love and accept me as I am. And what a precious and wonderful gift that is. But not just one who accepts me as I am, but calls me to be more. Whose will is to connect with me. Who will reach out and touch me wherever I am, no matter how messed up. He'll help me to be clean. And he'll lead me forward. I think today, the poignant thing we can all look at is there isn't a single person at some stage in their life that will have a dark moment where they feel alone like no one else would touch them or want to be around them or no one else could accept them as they are. The comfort that God accepts you as you are, meets with you as you are. God, you know what I mean? Like if I told you Steve Jobs, I know he's dead, that he could hang out with you for a bit and talk you through some stuff, like you'd be totally up for it, you know what I mean? You'd be going crazy. But the notion that God, infinitely greater than even the mighty Steve Jobs, sees us and loves us exactly as we are and has compassion on us. I don't know about you, but for me, that's really good news. And so as we wrap up this series, I want us first and foremost to take on an attitude of Jesus, which is to see everyone as someone that we reach out and we touch. The people aren't human beings that we don't touch, right? We don't see anyone that we come across as a person that, oh, not them, stand back. That we don't ever not have compassion on someone in a a scenario, but that we're open to love, but also that we pay ourselves that same privilege. Because so often, We're either a douche to someone else and think we're the greatest thing since sliced bread, or we can see other people as so sacred, but never see ourselves as sacred. And we can wander around with our bell ringing everywhere we go. Oh, no, 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 no. We give off a vibe to people that we're not really worthy of their time and their energy because 
you know, I've got my, my skin condition, I've got my, my leprosy, I've got my insecurity about this, I've got my that. But actually, Jesus wants to meet with us, reach out and touch us and heal us of that. I'm going to pray for us today and then that'll be it. Father God, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your overwhelming compassion that knows no limits. I thank you that there's no height, no depth, no width, no breadth, no sin, no power that can separate us from the love of God. I thank you that you reach out and you touch us. I thank you that you break all the rules ironically to fulfill them all. I thank you that your love and your compassion towards us is, is unwavering. I pray we will be people that offer compassion and love and touch and friendship to all those around us, not excluding any. And I pray also, Lord, that wouldn't exclude ourselves because we can spend our whole lives beating ourselves up about stuff, hating ourselves for one thing or another, treating ourselves as if we're not worthy of other people's time and love and friendship. But Jesus steps out today and he reaches out his hand and he heals us. And he tells us that's his very nature and to be clean. I pray, Father God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would come and that you would meet with us, that you would touch our hearts, that you would help us on a journey to be whole and to be healed and to be able to not just love others, but to love ourselves as well, to see ourselves as worthy, to see ourselves as something wonderful for other people to enjoy and to gain from. In Jesus' name. Amen. We really hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london.